Let It Go and Listen to Better Buddies. Hello, and welcome back to Better Buddies. I'm your host, RJ. With us this week, it's James. It's me. Hello, everyone. I'm sorry, you're not on the show this week. We're actually looking for James. Oh, shit. How'd I get in here? Oh, Uh, my gosh. I don't know, but security is on its way. What? You have security? Yeah. Like Blackwater? You should be seeing the the laser scope any moment now. (laughs) jokes on you i dodge these all the time i live in east harlem son i'm used to that type of harlem yeah you'd be surprised you'd be surprised what kind of guns our government funneled them oh no don't worry it's mainly just kids (laughs) now i just want like the ultimate water gun fight or but like these kids have laser sights on their super soakers Oh, that'd be sick. They have like drones. They can they can drone strike people, Just but they're like water balloons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They they can have like a, a covenant ship that glasses the planet, but it's really just like a high pressure like water uh, thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's a kid pulls a diehard, slips into the enemy base, is take them out, and they're the final showdown. He's got a water pistol taped to his back. Oh, that's so good, dude. We don't even need to pitch a movie. That's a movie right there. That whole movie, that whole it's right just there. die hard, but with water guns. It's yeah, it's uh, we can call the we'll call the summer a summer a summer in Harlem or something like that. Oh, I love the idea of like I a was New York we just name it Water War so that people say, Wait, Water what? World, and we say, No, 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 ours is worse. No, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, uh, Water War, yeah, it's perfect. I love the idea of like uh. 12, you know, 8 to 12 year old urban combat with uh, water guns, but it just progressively gets more ridiculous. Like they get fighter jets and artillery, and, but it's all water based. I uh, love that. See, I was thinking it's like we get the cutaways of uh, the adults who are like, oh, <laughs> those kids playing in the summer heat. That's cute. <laughs> and switches back to the kids' perspective, and the guy's like, I can't. I can't go on, man. They got me. You gotta run. They're coming up over the hill with the wagon any minute now, and you know that thing's loaded with water balloons. Jesus You've got to get back Christ. to base and warn him. His fucking stomach is everywhere. <laughs> Fuck! Don't. Look, Johnny, Johnny, you gotta listen to me. You tell him, you tell him it was only water. I didn't piss myself. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm all pruny. I'm a goner. My God, uh, our better buddies down. icebreaker this week. Uh, going along with the war theme a little bit. If you had to lose a body part, which one would you choose and why? Um. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna say no, like no fucking kitty shit. Like, oh, I lose a pinky toe. Like, fuck you. Yeah, I was Make just thinking of losing. I I would definitely say. Uh, probably my left leg. Um, I like it would suck. It would suck because I love running. Um, so I would definitely, 
either try to raise money or just save money up for a prosthetic where I could actually like run and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, cause I'd really want to, but I do feel like out of anything that I could lose, um, that's probably the easiest one to do. Like I wouldn't want to lose either of my hands, I'm not losing any of my sensory like organs or limbs or whatever you want to call them. So probably my left leg. Yeah. I, we're we're in agreement. I would I would do the same. I would lose my left leg, either from the knee or hip down. I don't fu- I don't really fucking care as long as I can get one of those cool like bouncy running uh, prosthetics that look like yeah legs. yeah the ones that like uh, they look like the gravity boots from Portal Two or, or the, is uh, it just Portal? The double amputee ninja in Kingsman. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that'd be so cool. She was awesome. She was. Yeah, I could do that. I could become a world-class Algerian assassin. You want to try that That's again? That's what I'll do. I said I'll become a world-class Algerian assassin. I, I don't believe you this time either. <laughs> what do you mean? I don't think I mean, you become can... Algerian. <laughs> uh, watch me. How hard can it be? <laughs> I mean, I suppose if you become a citizen, like, take the test or whatever. Yeah, I'll become a citizen. That's what I'll do. I'll be like, uh... (laughs) Founding Fathers, George Washington. (laughs) Like, what, that's not good enough for you? I don't even know. How do you become a citizen in Algeria? Algiers. Is it out? I'm an American. I don't know shit about citizenship in other countries. I'm not allowed to have it. Yeah, that's true. We're technically not. Would I forgo my American citizenship? Mm, if I could become a super... A super assassin uh, who kills people with your leg blades? Algerian citizenship. How to get. Let's see. How to get. Uh, naturalization. So you can reside in Algeria for 17... There are seven years. Oh my. Um... Oh my god, this is, uh... Okay. you just have to, like, bribe so, a government official, or what? Birth, descent, naturalization, um... Yeah, that's really it. So, you have to basically... You basically have to already have been a citizen. To become a citizen. Um, yeah, you have to essentially have been there for seven years, because you can only do it, it looks like it's only by citizen, citizenship, birth, descent... Um, or I'm sorry, birth, descent, and naturalization. Damn. Dual citizenship is not recognized. Um, but that, I don't know if that's, I don't know. Uh, it just sounds like a lot of trouble. I'm gonna go no. Yeah, I'll just become an American assassin. That's easier. Oh, yeah, so much easier. Yeah, I hear assassination is many... really a dying job field, you know? <laughs> it's actually pretty good. I like that. Thank you. It's, uh, definitely, it's definitely Arge- was on purpose. It's that, is that an RJ original right there? I mean, it is. <laughs> not, again, not intentionally. I hear it's a dying field. That's great. Did you hear about that shit out in, uh, fuck, it was like New Mexico or some shit? No. Well, what uh, happened? Po- GOP politician, allegedly, is uh, b- was arrested under suspicion of hiring gunmen 
to shoot up the houses of four political opponents after he loses election like 26 to 74 percent whoa yeah and he's an ex-con oh yeah uh oh like (laughs) it was one of those things where like he spoke up about the like uh, from what i remember reading the article it was basically like he did jail time because he was part of like a smash and grab burglary thing and he his reasoning behind it was like look i was just trying to like improve my life i learned my lesson did my time and i just want to help improve the lives of others and he lost horrendously and then afterwards went to like the homes of a couple of these same politicians of like no this is election fraud da 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 he paperwork da 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 and they were like no get out of here and then their homes got shut up but no one was hurt and there's according to the article there was enough like evidence things of like oh yeah he made this phone call to this person and wired this money here and he was actually at one of the shootings and his car was at one of them and his he his hand was on a gun wow dude talk about um a bad look let's see this new met i'm pretty new sure mexico it was new mexico shooting. Republican ex-candidate arrested in shootings targeting New Mexico Democrats. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you ever see this stuff and wonder if it's staged? You wonder if somebody paid that guy off to do it because it looks really bad on a certain party? I mean, that's a rabbit hole I don't like to go down. Yeah. Because yeah, that's that, fair. literally that is just jumping into a hole of every single tragic event every single event that makes somebody look bad ever anywhere of all time could be staged yeah that's so true like oh there was all this about it? like sandy hook fake protesters and effect and crisis actors and all that shit and i was like okay i don't, I don't know i don't know about that that's a lot yeah, of work I- I do think some of those theories, like those theories can definitely um, be used. I think, I think I've said before, but people like a sense of order, right? And like those theories give like a sense of order to something that's like a horrible tragedy. Um, I think the question should always be asked, at least like, not, not necessarily for like stuff where kids are involved, because that obviously is sensitive. I think it's a question that should be asked with the assumption that you are going to take Occam's razor to it. Yes, absolutely. Of what is the simplest, easiest answer? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely, I definitely think like they should, they should be posed because I don't think you can ever like, no matter how like horrible people hide behind horrible things, and just because something is horrible doesn't mean it should be granted this sort of like reprieve from inspection or from i guess like a i guess a kind of questioning as awful as that is but at the same time inspection doesn't mean dissection and it also doesn't mean like oh like you can't come into it with a biased approach and like i doubt i don't know i i can't say either way but i doubt like a lot of that stuff that is said where it's like oh clearly it was this and that it's like what do you mean fucking clearly you have no idea like you have no yeah. clue like that's the I think it was before too. Like all those people who get into those theories, it's like they become just as orthodoxical, uh, 
or just as orthodox as uh, like the people who are like, you know, th- they're supposedly in opposition to. So it's, I don't know, but that is pretty, that is pretty screwy that some guy would do that. Um, pretty, pretty bad look, kind of bad. Cause like, what um, did you think was going to happen? Like even, I mean, clearly no one was hurt. And based on like the picture they had and whatever, it was like garages that got shot up. So like, it didn't really seem like they were aiming to hurt anyone, but still, what did you think would happen? Dude, did, wait, did our, did the parties literally tie in the U.S. Senate? Oh, it's darn close. It's, it's one-to-one. Really? Two seats, two seats held by independent senators who caucus with the Democrats. Or the Democrats. So technically Democratic majority. Technically. By because they team up with them most of the time. Yeah. And so I I these are the, like if you just look up Republican Party on Google, you can just see like the results of the those races. Yeah, that's pretty uh that's pretty bad. Um Well and Speaker of the House took fucking like ten elections. McCarthy? Yeah. Um it's like, damn. Figure it out. Yeah, I don't know what's really going on with them. Like, the problem is, is that, right, this is the constant problem, right, is uh, the joke is that the Republican Party is evil, and then the other joke is that the Democrats are, like, losers. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, the One Republican evil, Party... the other is incompetent. What's the yeah, difference? Yeah, there's no, there's no reprieve on either side, because you're either literally aligning with, like, people who are clearly, like, power-hungry uh, and do this type of shit, or... Um, or you're aligning with like a group of people who are, who are power hungry in a different way and are also just like stupid and addicted to losing. So it's kind of, it's kind of, you know, it's the, it's uh, the guy it's, there's, it's these two types of people you meet in a bar, the dudes who want (laughs) to start the fight and like are massive and hulking and want to beat the shit out of you. And then the guys who are tiny and like instigating the fights. And the minute you go to say or do anything, you're like, Hey, I'm just a little guy. Come on. <laughs> I'm just a little that guy. A, that's a very, I, why would I ever hurt anyone? I, I could if I, was, if I was big, I have hurt everyone so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's like, that's the kind of mentality I get from Democrats. And then Republicans are definitely the guys like, what do you mean? I can't break a fucking bar stool over his head. I what absolutely can't watch. Watch me do it. I've done it a million times. <laughs> I'll do it again. <laughs> I just did yeah. it. I'll do it again. Versus <laughs> so those like, hey, uh, I'm pretty sure that guy's looking at your lady. Hey, yeah. don't hit me. I'm just a messenger. Come on. Hey, you ever hey, thought I'm not, about... I'm not causing any trouble. Don't throw me out. You ever thought about how everyone hates you? Oh, my God. You should do something about but it. not me. You should do something I'm your real best violent and awful. Yeah, not me, though. I'm, but I'm that, guy over there, I'm... that guy over there hates you. Everyone else hates you, but me, I'm, I'm your friend, okay? You ever thought about how much everyone hates you? <laughs> oh, dude. I, I kind of hate how accurate this is. Someone's got a... Someone should make, like, an odd couple Democrat-Republican uh, Where's fucking our buddy anime. comedy? Well, <laughs> yeah, where is the buddy comedy? The toxic buddy comedy that this, that this generation needs. Um, I do think we need more, like, we need better American oh, I got the title for satire. it, though. I got the title for that movie. 
What is it? Down the aisle. <laughs> it turns out they fall in love with the, by the end, and they get married. Oh, oh, that's cute. And they, they both give married. up their political lives to go raise sheep in Ireland. Oh, yes. It ultimately doesn't matter because love triumphs overall. And the only reason they attacked on the sheep thing was because I don't know if it would even be legal for them to be married but on opposite sides of the aisle in the same, like... I mean, I suppose you could be a senator and a House of Representatives member. Oh, man. It's too bad we don't know more about Irish politics because if we set this in uh, Ireland, that it, 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 like, the title would ring double. You know what I mean? It still kind of does, right? Down the, down the aisle? Oh, I guess the aisle. Irish Isles. Yeah. The British Damn. Isles. Yeah. Damn. Um, our wow, next that's segment. two brilliant ideas in the span of 20 minutes out. we are all right our next segment better buddies recommend where we recommend a piece of media to enjoy right i got my recommendation forgot for a moment let's hear it man uh i'm gonna recommend the 2005 maybe 2006 uh keanu reeves john constantine uh it's a little weird. One of the, this is this is like pre MCU pre movies had to follow canon in any way. So he's not British. He lives in Los Angeles, and he. It's not just that he's a magician who made mistakes and bad deals. He's a um was as a kid grew up with the ability to see the angels and demons and what uh made it a thing where he, like, if they didn't follow the rules of, like, trying to influence humanity without being directly involved, would send them back off to heaven or hell as, like, a peacekeeper sort of thing, but self-inflicted. And he, uh... Keanu does a good job, but it's very much Keanu's, like, action hero thing, which works really well in John Wick, but was just a little, like not quite what John Constantine is as a character. How so? So, John Constantine is British. That's, like, the first key thing, right? Like, he's that British, go down to the pint, have a pub. Like, go down to the pub, have a pint, fuck. Um, (laughs) Go down to the pint, have a pub. (laughs) (laughs) That's a t-shirt idea right there. That's brilliant. I love that. (laughs) And... But because of it, he's very kind of that cynic, right? Like, cynical, gruff, doesn't care for anybody, but he's got a heart of gold, plays the field, is canonically bisexual, and a big part of his whole thing with uh, how he combats evil is he's not just, he's not suave if that makes sense right like he's the roguish charm and he's not an action star he's the dude who hangs out hangs around and last minute figures out like oh fuck i need this weird thing let's go get it and maybe he throws a punch but he's all about trickery he's not he's all about talking fast and tricking people and like in the comics John Constantine has cancer, lung cancer, but points out to the three archdevils of hell, like, hey, you all have a claim on my soul. When I die, that will trigger 
a war between your three factions and will bring chaos to the realm. So do you want an eternal war none of you will ever win when you're all trying to claim my soul or cure me of my lung cancer so I don't die? And the three archdevils were like, fuck, you're right. Let's cure him. And they cure his lung cancer. So like, <laughs> yeah. Like, Constantine's whole shtick is he is enough of a smooth talker and trickster and logic. Like, he's a con man on a galactic scale. Like, a con man on a celestial scale. So he's he's the ultimate human being essentially where he can like out talk and schmooze like doubles and angels basically yes. is this is this the gist okay yeah and keanu reeves is constantine and it's more due to the writing i think but also a little bit of like keanu's mannerisms while playing the part were a little too just a little too more like action hero-y like yeah because of the way the movie's structured and things it's all right we're gonna have our final scene where there's all these devil demons that he shoots his way through with a cross-shaped shotgun and it's like okay yeah I get, that's fun it's a fun thing but like as part of the final he sends his apprentice Shia LaBeouf off to the like water tank of the hospital they're in to mm-hmm. put a cross in and bless it and make it holy water and then he sets the sprinklers off which was like okay that should really be his number he bluffs them all with the shotgun and then the sprinklers go off and his pathway is cleared because it's holy water. Yeah, he's way more of sort of a... Not quite... I don't know. I'm trying to think of like an actor to compare it to. But it's it's more like, um, like a blowhard. Uh, like Matt Ryan that? was the live-action Constantine for television for the CW stuff. Okay. Um, so like in Legends of Tomorrow, where he had like a couple seasons he was on, there's one instance where he goes down to hell and he needs to find out where something is. And he's talking to a soul down there, like a human soul down there. And he's like, hey, I got the, I got the, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, I got this. Holy water, huh? That'd be real good for protecting you down here. And they're like, oh, it's that way. And he's like, oh, thanks. Here you go. He just handed them his flask. No holy water. <laughs> so he's just kind of, he's just kind of fucking with people because he yeah. can. He totally just fucks around with people because he can. And because he really is a slickster. So, sorry, is his position again that he's like a, a human with special abilities, or nope. he's just a guy who can see this he's a stuff? Magician. And he so, so he's like, a magician. Okay. In the comics, he's just a magician, right? Like he learned magic, knows magic, and has used that magic originally mostly to his own benefit. But the common canon is he was in a punk band at the height of punk <laughs> in Britain. <laughs> And he was, his band was fucking around with magic and one of his bandmates, woman he cared about, she got dragged down to hell. It's like his biggest fuck up and he's never really recovered from it because it's, you know, he can't do anything about it. It's the one thing he can't fix. Um, wow. Yeah. So he'll do, uh, like exorcisms and things and is known throughout and because of, like, his past with the demons and stuff, basically anybody he loves ends up dead because they get to know him and then some somebody that can be used against him and they get killed. Um, yeah. 
Man, I kind of like this guy. I think that's kind of cool. No, he really is fun. And he's, he's one of the fun characters, particularly because he is one of the only comics characters to age in real time for a while. Like, when he was first created, he aged in real time. To the point where, I want to say in, like, the early, the late 2010s, there was... Because, like, in the early 2000s, they rebooted the DC Universe to make him young again. Because we got to have this middle-aged John Constantine who's, like, late, mid-30s, but gruff, charm, handsome boy. And so what they did, though, was at one point with the reboots, they were like, ah, everybody still liked the fact that John Constantine aged in real time. And our current Constantine's a little too clean around the edges compared to the old one. So they brought the old one back, who was also okay. running around and kind of scheming against his younger self. <laughs> but he's also like an 80-year-old man. Because fucking 80 years of comics, you know? But the movie itself, Constantine had some pretty decent special effects. Uh... John Constantine is, uh, like I said, enforces the the peace between a- angels and devils, where both are allowed to influence humans, but cannot take action against humans. So, and if they break the rules, he sends them back to where they're from. Demons start getting through. Meanwhile, Rachel Weiss's character is a detective whose sister is quote-unquote mur- is murdered, but everybody thinks it's a suicide. Turns out that her and her sister both had the same powers John did, of being able to see the angels and demons, but Rachel Weiss's character suppressed it. Uh, Rachel Weiss also being uh, Evie from The Mummy. Um, and the two meet up because they're investigating a thing, and... John teaches her about angels and demons and fast forward to the end when it turns out, ah, Satan's son is coming through to the real world, but he needs a special section of things to do it. One of which includes the hand of God. Like it needs divine help to get him through, even though he's a Satan's son. And it turns out Tilda Swinton's Gabriel is the villain who is, she was like, ah, or yeah, she, she plays Gabriel and she's like, ah, I'm Tilda Swinton. I'm kind of weird. Uh, as Gabriel the Angel, Archangel person, I want humans to be put to the ultimate test. Because when faced with adversity, they rise above and become better and earn their way into heaven. So I'm going to bring hell to earth, the ultimate adversity for them to overcome. And those <laughs> that survive and overcome it will find their way to heaven. And John Constantine's like, that's fucking stupid. Why would you do that? Don't do that. And he beats the shit out of her them and saves the day saves the saves rachel weiss but in doing so ends up needing to like pause time a bit and when you die time stops so john constantine ends up killing himself which dooms you to hell but in doing so satan shows up to claim john constantine's soul because it's the one soul satan would be wants to claim himself like in person and Constantine points out, like, hey, yeah, you you get me, whatever, but uh, your son is over there trying to escape and overthrow you. And Satan turns around, and oh, his son's there. He's like, ah, oh, no, fuck that. We're not doing that. And Satan puts his son back, and then turns to John, and John and is like, what do you want, John? What do you get? And John's like, ah, oh, no, no, no. Uh, just, just release the twin sister of Rachel Weiss. 
And Satan's like, all right, well, you're going to hell then. And Satan goes to claim John. And then God intervenes and is like, fuck that. We're going to... You, you can't have him. Because John did a good thing and was self-sacrificing. Which earned him his place in heaven. And Satan says, well, fuck that. God, you can't get one over on me. I'm going to cure John's cancer. And then John gets to keep living. And that's the end of the movie. Holy shit. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a roller coaster. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, like, you keep in mind that, like, everything I just described from uh, Angel Gabriel on is the end of the movie. So it's, like, the last 30 minutes. Basically. Yeah. That's the insane. The lead up to that is, like, John and Rachel Weiss investigating into it and, like, John's priest friend who gets premonitions from God or whatever of, like, names and tragedies and things uh, is learning about it. But when he tries to warn John, he isn't wearing his protective pendant. So a demon shows up and doesn't, like, convinces him that all the alcohol he's trying to drink isn't actually coming out of the bottle. So he ends up drowning himself on accident in alcohol. But leaves a cryptic warning for John and then John's informant slash weapons manu- like acquisition guy calls John and is like, Oh, I've got the devil Bible, which has an extra two or three books in this one chapter. And here's the chapter about Satan's son coming back in Revelations. And, oh no, I'm being attacked by demon. And they show up and he's dead, but he's left the devil book there and they get what they need from him. And they take a trip down to hell to figure out like, oh yeah, no, the sister's definitely in hell. Did you like this movie? I did. It was kind of one of the, it was a nice like background, you know. Like I threw it on. The parts I was tuned in for, I enjoyed, but it was slow enough that I kind of got distracted occasionally. But overall, it was pretty fun. Plus, you had a uh, Shia LaBeouf as Constantine's uh like chauffeur slash apprentice. Yeah, that would be like pre-Transformers, too. That was yep. like post-holes, like pre-Transformers. That's fascinating. Yeah, and so like he keeps trying to like become more involved. And at first, Constantine's like, no, no, stay here. Stay in the car. Da-da-da-da. And then at the final fight, he's like, yeah, you can come. Here's your shotgun. And sends him to go fill the water tank. And then they think they've won. And Shia LaBeouf's character tries to like, pull his cool line he was practicing earlier in the movie only for the I think it's Gabriel lifts him up with psychic powers and like smashes him into the ceiling and stuff and drops him to the floor and he's like oh you're right John it's not like in the books <laughs> <laughs> that's cute that's funny though yeah it's a good uh, Shia Shia role it's no it sounds fun that sounds like a fun. good piece it's got, like, again, it's the cast is, like, Keanu Reeves, Rachel Weisz, Tilda Swinton. Uh, Peter Stormare plays Satan. Oh. Uh, is Jamon Hansu, which you would know as in Guardians of the Galaxy, the guy who's, mm-hmm. when Star-Lord says, like, I'm Star-Lord, legendary outlaw, and he's like, who? That guy plays a side character. Um... I don't think there's any other names. None I recognize, at least. What do you give it out of 10? Uh, I'd give it a 6.5. Alright. It's pretty it's, it's pretty average, but just a little bit better than average. Because, you know, Keanu Reeves carries a lot. 
Yeah, that's... And this is a clean-shaven Keanu Reeves, which I, I don't think helped. Yeah, he looks very... He's got a, a very pretty baby face. Yeah, it's the... He's got the very baby face, and he's like... If you just Google, like, Constantine and some of the images for, like, live-action actors, part of his whole thing is, like... Constantine's uniform is basically like a brown overcoat, like long coat, and a shirt and tie, but the tie, the shirt's loosened, ties loosened, and stubble, and just not well kept, but somehow still hot. And Keanu Reeves is hot, but it was like, he's just a little put too put together. Dude, I should go as this guy for Halloween. Oh, I got like basically, I've got like all that essentially. Oh, that's sick. Should totally do that. Yeah, I can. I can kind of. I can definitely see the appeal. No, I can see too where Keanu would like try, but it it doesn't quite fit. He is a little too. He's a little too stoic. You know what I mean. You should get like a. Oh, what type of guy would work in this? Um, Ryan. I mean Ryan Gosling. Gosling could probably do it. work. Gosling would Based work. Based on for Gosling's sure. performance in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, Gosling could do it. Yeah, and uh, he's got the he can be quippy too. Like he's got he he can have pretty good banter, like rapport. Yeah, and part of it too is like Constantine's that like tragic character who is joking and sarcastic, but like not even not nice joking and sarcastic. He's like mean joking and sarcastic. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love he's that. He's one of those bastards who lives through anything. Like there's two different. Uh, I'd have to double check, but there's two different DC Comics like offshoot event books they did. Uh, Deceased, which is basically a zombie apocalypse, and then <laughs> DC versus vampires, and Constantine survived both, despite all these super zombies and super vampires running around. Constantine was like, "Yeah, I made it." Man, he might be my new favorite. He's Calvin's one of Calvin's favorites. I should look into him. Hmm. That sounds like a fun flick, dude. Maybe we'll have to check that one out, too. Uh, I'm double checking the vampires one. Uh, yep. John Constantine survives in DC's Vampires. And deceased Constantine. Yep, he survives that, too. My man's got the moves. He's got those sanctified moves. Because again, like he's one of those no one expects him. He's human. But he's just crafty enough to fuck around and find out. Yeah, does he have so does he have a British accent then too? Yep. I'm assuming it's like he's from Liverpool. It's a, it's a, wow. So he sounds like John Lennon. Yeah. My name is John Constantine. He's, very British. he's so British. Oi! <laughs> I imagine me. I imagine him as having like a Jason Statham voice. Oh me, the one thing. Fucking, uh, did you read your Bible? Because you're about to live it. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. So, Constantine, what do you got, James? All right, I've got 
Um, I don't know if this has been recommended before. I feel like I say it a lot, but this one, I, I really don't know. This one I could have seen myself recommending before. We'll go for it anyway. I'm going to recommend television series, SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, I've been watching this show I the past couple days now. Right now. I love this show. I I can't uh, believe might, that I have to actually put this down as a recommendation on my show. It might be like okay, at least the first three seasons Didn't, might be. Weren't there studies that showed that watching this show made kids dumber? Yeah, you can probably say that about any TV. Like, I mean, maybe like maybe not National Geographic or whatever, but but I, like. Did you ever watch this show as a kid? SpongeBob, I've seen enough of it. Oh, my friend. I I was not allowed to watch it for quite some time, and then I was able to watch it when I was a little bit older, like 11 or 12. Because yeah, it's annoying as fuck. Oh, dude, it is no, I so need to, funny. I do need to clarify. I recognize that it does have a lot of good jokes. It's been on the air for fucking ever. There are some moments of gold. It's very memeable. But I think it's part of my dislike is actually is genuine dislike. Like I find the main characters annoying. I there were moments where I kind of enjoyed it as a kid, but just as often as a kid, I was kind of like, okay, can we watch something else? And on top of that is the over. It's the same thing with like The Office, right? Of like it became a meme, and then it was just a personality trait to like SpongeBob. Yeah, that's fair. Like, it became one of those dating profile tidbits, you know, where it's like, I like Golden Retrievers and The Beach and The Office is my favorite show. It's like, okay, saying The Office is your favorite show doesn't tell me anything because it's fucking every, every, everyone likes The Office. That's not saying anything. Yeah. Yeah, and I can see that. Like, the show is very ubiquitous, especially when we were kids. Like, it was everywhere. Um People like talked about it all the time. Like, it was I like saw a big the SpongeBob event. movie in theaters. Did you really? The original. I'm so jealous. I never got to see it in theaters. Ugh. That movie is funny. That movie is so funny. I think it's hilarious. I, like, I, I was a kid, so I had no idea who the fuck David Hasselhoff was. Yeah. Well,. But, okay, so that is the thing. Going back and watching the first three seasons of the show, there are definitely parts that are, like, made for kids. Like, for yeah. sure. There, However, the construction of some of the jokes, the delivery, the actual interactions that some of these characters have, like, they're they're adults. Like, they're not... They, I don't know, I mean, like... You you know where Spongebob started, right? I do. Mr. Stephen Hillenberg uh, and his comic, The Intertidal yeah. Zone. It was supposed to be like a comic strip that this like dentist or oceanographer or something wrote. I don't know why I think he's a yeah. dentist, but I think he was more of an oceanographer. He was teaching at a marine institute and he came up with an idea to basically, because he always liked drawing and drawn a lot. And uh, he basically came up with this comic strip to help teach kids about the different kinds of animals that lived in tidal pools. Yeah, and he was eventually hired because of some animated films he made. He made he went to school to become a marine biologist, then he did, 
realized he didn't really want to do that a whole lot. Went to grad school for art at Cal Arts, and he made some student films. They were discovered by the guy who was making Rocco's Modern Life, who hired him. And then eventually, uh, that same guy or someone who worked with him was like, wow, this comic idea was actually pretty cool. You should try and kind of turn that into a show. And uh, so he did. And I have been watching it for the past few days. Um, really just episodes from the first three seasons. Not even a lot from the first season. Actually, really just episodes from the second and the third. And it is just like, it is like, this brilliant blend of just just complete like non sequitur writing like jokes that come out of nowhere just like true cartoon slapstick yeah mixed with like genuine bits of like well-developed writing and excellent delivery like their voice their, the voice acting cast is above and beyond like they, they especially in those early seasons they really fucking went for it and i think they nailed um, was the uh, was it, the like art school episode of Squidward an early one or a late one? That one I think is in the fourth season. I okay. don't, I don't, I don't know the chronologies. I've just been watching a few of them. Like I've seen the, uh, I watched Bubble Buddy. I watched. Um, uh, let me think here. Right, the Bubble Buddy. Yeah, I watched the one with the Strangler where uh, SpongeBob's afraid that he's going to get strangled. So he hires a bodyguard who is the Strangler. And then basically, like, he just follows this guy who's trying to strangle SpongeBob, but he has to follow him on all these errands first. And they're incredibly tedious and result in a lot of pain and blah, blah, blah. That's really great. The, okay, the wet paint is amazing. Uh, The, it's the one where SpongeBob and Patrick have to paint Mr. Krabs's like den, basically. That one is hilarious. Um, I don't think I ever saw it. That one's good. And the Krusty Krab training video is. I was like laughing. I was laughing so hard. I was like, this is hilarious. Like, this is just an amazing piece of television and it's just funny i think it's double funny like watching it like as an adult quote unquote now because you know it's a bunch of adults making this and they're writing all these jokes that are like like a lot of the jokes in the crusty crab come off of like how much the job sucks and like that's something that only really an adult can relate to on an actual basis like kids can't really relate to that and the fact that these like adults were taking these jokes and putting them in like contexts where they're funny for kids and yet they're making these jokes that still play for adults and they have this limitation where they can't really use expletives they can't like use they, would um, just use they never noises well for that one episode yeah but they would re- they really got creative and like I don't know. I, I would definitely encourage people to watch those first few seasons because I I would highly recommend my favorite uh, episode, which I have yet to watch, is uh, Sandy's Dome, which is it's called Survival of the Idiots. That one is uh, that one's really funny. Um, the the one uh, I don't know what is it. The one where they get lost in the woods is pretty good with the magic conch. The Krusty Crab training video is one I would recommend to basically everybody. I think everyone will probably have something in there that they think is funny, even if they're unfamiliar with the show. Um, 
it's just brilliant. Like it's, it's, I'm so glad that we got to grow up with it because there truly is no show I've ever seen that's like it. And I don't think there will ever be another show like it again. Um, I think there will be shows that are better and shows that are worse, but there will never be another SpongeBob SquarePants. So I would recommend SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't think there will ever be another like it, but I also think this is a show that has been on for far longer than it really should have been. Yeah, I think anything... Well, it wasn't technically supposed to go past the third season because uh, the creator, Stephen Hilberg, wanted the show to end after the first movie. And Nickelodeon was like, are you kidding? Do you know how much we're making in merchandising? You're crazy. We're going to keep making this. That explains the time jump because season three first aired in 2001 Mm -hmm. and season four came out in 2005. Yeah, so that was the time they were taking to make the movie. He didn't want to do a movie and a TV show at the same time. This guy was one of the best showrunners maybe ever. He just, and then, in his time, just brilliant. Uh, there was an, another two-year gap almost. Uh, season 5 came out in 2007. Then it was 8, 9. Another almost two-year gap with 2011 for season 8. And season 9 came out in 12. Then there was a four-year gap with season 10 coming out in 2016, then 17 and 18. And then the 13th season came out in 2020. Yeah. Uh, the I've tried to watch newer episodes now uh, bad, like just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not into it. Maybe I'm not like, maybe I've aged out, but it seems to oddly rely on like a lot, just a lot of like grotesque, um cutaway gags yeah and like i know like i know that sounds just like an adult talking about it and i that's probably fair um but like i do think the early seasons like they were there was something dumb enough as it is to say there was something subtle about them like they were very strategic with like what they did and like the jokes are well constructed it's not just like oh my god this is so random like look at the funny face it's like the the there are elements of like exaggeration that obviously play into it but like the crusty crab training video that's such a clever idea for an episode like that's on so many levels it's such a brilliant idea and i doubt in 2011 a study conducted at university of virginia published in the journal pediatrics suggested that allowing preschool aged audiences to watch a series called short-term disruptions in mental function and attention span because frequent shot changes compared to control groups watching Caillou and drawing pictures. Yeah, okay, okay. That's not, how is that even fair? That, like, one, obvious, like, okay, fair enough, fair enough. But you're comparing that to a show that is directly made for children, like like young children. Caillou is made for, like, babies. Like, it's supposed to be calming and, like, soothing. Whereas, like, SpongeBob is, is like, an erratic, non-sequitur like comedy like it's it's i mean it is made for kids but it's not made for kids who are like young you know so yeah like young kids probably shouldn't be watching any cartoons or much tv at all um but i don't know if that study is completely done in good faith yeah apparently uh there's been some backlash too with uh Criticism from fans and former staff like Paul Tibbet when the network greenlit spinoffs. 
uh, with uh, after the death of Hillenburg, who had previously expressed hesitation in deriving from the parent series. Yeah, I I don't know much about other like other stuff like that, but I just because they did a kid a more kid centric show called Camp Coral in 2019 with ten year old SpongeBob and friends at a summer camp. Interesting. Yeah, there is a, okay. Really and then quick, they there did is... the Patrick Star show in 2020. It sounds embarrassing, but but really quick. Okay, yeah. there is another one. There is another one I would suggest that I think is brilliant, and it is uh, I love anyone that features Mr. Krabs extensively. Uh-huh. And there's one called the Nasty Patty, where SpongeBob and Patrick. Yeah, they make a really gross crabby patty because they think a uh, a health inspector is basically conning them, and then they think they kill him, which is like, <laughs> and then they bury him, and then they bury him, they bury him in a shallow grave, like a very shallow grave. Yeah, that 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 is. Does hilarious. he actually turn out to be dead? No, no, they no. What happens is they they think that they that he took a bite of the patty and got sick and died. What really happens is that a fly like goes right in his throat as he's about to take a bite, and he uh, he chokes and he 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 slips on an ice cube and gets like knocked out on the table. And he he there are multiple times where he c- tries to come back, but something usually knocks him out again. So he's and he eventually wakes concussions. up. Yeah, basically. It's just it's just funny. It's just I think it's just great. Um that's another one I recommend. But the Krusty Krab training video is it's so it's so good. It's I don't know. I that's the one I might recommend the most. That might be one of my favorite episodes of the show. Um it's just well done. And CH Greenblatt the creator of Chowder and a guy who worked on like uh, the Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, one, he's awesome, incredibly talented. Two, uh, he worked on SpongeBob extensively, and you can actually kind of really tell his episodes from others. Uh, really? He's got a very unique take. Yeah, you can after watching enough. Hmm. I have because I have no life. Um, but yeah, I would. I would highly recommend this one okay i will never take you up on that recommendation but you're allowed to have that wrong opinion oh i just i think like there are a lot of series that like i watch as a kid that i wouldn't go back to but that honestly is like the pinnacle of i'm i have no inclination to I ha- no, nothing is drawing me to it. Very fair. Very fair. I can understand that. Like, I have no desire... I, I don't really want to watch that Pokemon anime again. But if someone said pick one, I'm gonna pick Pokemon. Oh, yeah. The, well, the Pokemon anime is classic, too. Those old movies, there's something so warm about those. Because the animation be- was better, am I right? Hey, oh. Wow. Get Maybe prejudiced. No, I'm definitely going to watch SpongeBob <laughs> before I go to bed tonight. Damn it. <laughs> oh, man. You were, the, yes. you were the downfall of society. I hope you know that. In I don't know. In years' time, when we're all slaves being forced to build statues to SpongeBob. 
I'm more like the prodigal son, you know. I finally returned back to my roots. Let's be real. SpongeBob ain't saving us from nothing. We'll see. He's not stopping Disney. That's true. That's very true. Only... I don't really know what would stop him. Nothing. Stop Disney. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, more pandemics. <laughs> <laughs> yes. China, do your thing. And a lack of advertising. Because freaking... Apparently the Strange Worlds movie wasn't actually that bad. But they didn't advertise like at all for it. And then they went, oh, it didn't sell well. Um, I wonder why. Yeah. I mean, it probably just... They probably honestly thought it was going to sell. And then they didn't. Yeah. Alright, do we uh pitch a movie idea or answer a couple advice questions? Because we're, uh, we're getting close on time. Let's do a couple advice questions. Let's just do a couple. Alright. How to be a better buddy, where we give some real and some humorous advice. Our first question. In the dating world, what is the equivalent of getting pumped and dumped for men? Uh, uh, dined and dashed. Yeah, basically. If someone, like, if you go on, like, a really... And this would be more, like... Um, now, I, to be fair, to be fair, I've heard from a lot of girls, like... Um, Dinner is a lot of pressure because it is inherently expensive. You're a little bit more vulnerable um, because, like, someone is watching you eat, and there's a lot going on. You know, like, you got to look a little bit nicer. So, this would really be in the context of like you, uh, like maybe you and this girl have gone on a couple dates, and finally, like, you're like, oh, maybe we should go to dinner, and then she's like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, let's t- let's do it, let's go. And take her out to a really nice place and pay for all the stuff and blah, 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 blah. And this would be in a very specific situation where she's making you do, like, she's, you know, you're paying for all this and she's not like, oh, no, like, I'll get it. Yeah. Like, you're, you're doing all this. And uh, you say goodbye at the end of the night. Like, oh, I'll talk to you later. And she's like, yep. Yeah. And then you never hear from her again. Um, that, that would be being pumped dumped uh, for men. I, That's what I would say. Now, I still think one of the best stories I've heard, this is the internet, so it's 95% chance it's false, but guy put a story out there of match with a girl on Tinder. Talking is great, which is, oh, work is a lot. Can I hit you up in a week? He says, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. And he figures I'll never hear from her again. And in about a week, he hears from her. She's like, oh, hey, I'm free. Do you want to, like, finally hang out? He says, yeah, sure. She says, oh, great. Let's, like, meet at this park. He says, all right, fine. So he goes, shows up at the park. There seems to be like some sort of concert going on. And he's looking around for her. And she comes out on stage. And there's a bunch of other guys hanging around there. Turns out she used the dating app to get an audience for her concert. And didn't tell any of these guys what was about to happen. That's kind of funny. Was she good? Uh, no, he left. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's funny in concept. I can see like the minute that you realize what's going on. I'd be like, "Oh, this is really funny." Wait a minute. I might, dude. I don't know. That's kind of fucking risky. Honestly, there's also that's the like a, that's a the risky fucking move. stories of the like, oh, girls saving a guy's name in their phone as free dinner. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean to be fair, like it's there's an equivalent, right? Yeah. It's like guys are like Tinder Girl, Tinder Girl Two, or fucking Hinge Girl Three or whatever. I mean I do think like yeah, like guys can be fucking stupid. They can be manipulative assholes and they can just be they don't even they don't even know what they want. You know, like guys all the time are like girls don't even know what they want. It's like you don't know what you want either. No. <laughs> you have you have no clue. Um if you knew what you so, want, you wouldn't put not sure under what do you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you'd be specific when you're on those apps. But I don't know. I think the best you can do with that kind of stuff is just try not to do it. Because no one gets any better from that kind of vindictive stuff. It feels good. Maybe in some ways it's justified, I suppose. But it doesn't really add anything good to the world. And maybe, you know, not every action has to, I suppose. But it just makes it It does. Don't do that. Yeah. It just perpetuates the implication that these activities are okay and just shallows all of us up. Yeah, makes people a little bit more afraid to reach out, which to be fair, I mean, I could I could definitely see some people being like, so? What are you talking about? Like, this happens all the time. Like, who cares? Like, this happened to me a shit ton. That doesn't and make it right. That doesn't I trust make these it people. right. Yeah, it doesn't. And like, us saying this does not at all like invalidate the really shitty things that have happened to you or vice versa. It does not excuse the actions that somebody committed against you. I guarantee you, I guarantee you that wallowing in it on either end of the spectrum is a bad idea that like allowing it to dominate you is a bad idea. Not even dominate, but just to occupy your time. It sucks. Rise above. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks to take a knock on a chin because the first thing you want to do is swing back. At the very least, I would ask or suggest. Be a better person. You just give them a moment and think. And then if you want, give them a knock on the chin. At least thought about it. Well, no. Hang but, on. No, we don't hit people. Well, give it, nope. give it a moment nope. and think about it. There we go. I'm get, stop the, there. The, the, the option done. has to nope. be given nope. or else. Nope. It's nope. not nope. a real choice. On. It's got to be free will. Next question, James. All right. Next question. The next question is uh, sometimes women tease men on purpose by wearing revealing slash tight clothing. How do you as a man tease women? And it's by picking at their insecurities. Um, how do I tease That's how all teasing women. is done. That's how children picking tease each other. Their... That's how adults tease each other. That's how women tease men. That's how men tease women. You find their insecurities well, think... and you pick and poke and prod them and go, ooh, you made a mistake. <laughs> you couldn't make yeah. the witty come back fast enough. Ooh. Well, I mean, if you want to, there are other ways. There, there are ways, uh, you know. Um, gray sweatpants. <laughs> gray sweatpants is, a, is an infamous one. Uh, Elbows. Famous one. Uh, forearms, forearms are another one, you know, roll up those sleeves. Um, oh, let me think here. Um, running your hands through your hair, depending, depending on your kind of, uh, build and stuff can completely work. Um, a rolled up flannel sleeve or a very nice fitting set of jeans. 
Yeah, we're just wearing clothes that fit in general. Um, I think the problem is is that like uh, a lot of guys do not are not used to being watched. They're, they're not used to like the being idea of somebody absurd. kind of looking at them. Yeah, like that. So, which is a, a great luxury of being a man, but it's also it can be a hindrance because you don't really know. I mean, how do you know whether or not your uh, your play is good? You know, if, would, if no uh, one's really ever watched. I would put it out there that like it is clearly not the like, we're and not saying these are equivalent things, but it is a thing of in not being observed and scrutinized in the same way, men have kind of taken the pass and said, "Okay, we're not really going to try." Yeah, well, quite quite a few men for sure like they just don't have to and there's something to be fair to be fair like there is something well, some appealing that don't have to but some that like choose not to when they probably should be trying harder yeah yeah you should always try to keep keep up a little bit of an appearance i don't always do a great job at it so it's hard it's hard when you're working it's hard when you're trying to do a lot of things especially if you're kind of like a young adult and you're putting a lot of your life together like it's a lot to ask that it is a lot is. to ask that you kind of like keep keep nice and do all this stuff it a little bit of effort goes a long way and and i would put it, out there like it doesn't have to be hard or complicated mm. just find your outfit style that works for you something you can maintain but isn't just i have one pair of pants and I wear nothing but the comfiest, loosest clothing I can find at all times. And like, or I'm wearing stuff that doesn't fit me. It's too short, too short in the leg, too tight, what have you, right? Like, just buy stuff that fits. Buy stuff you're comfortable wearing. Find that, like, middle point between the two. And be purposeful. Yeah, and there's Don't also your like outside. Yeah. I mean, you can do you can genuinely do whatever you want. It's just sort of like you just have to be aware of how it looks, and that's something a lot of guys like there is again, like you shouldn't be neurotic about it, and that's coming from me. I'm like the the chief, the CEO of that to a degree, but like um there's I think also in terms of like quote unquote teasing or something like that, uh if you find uh you and and a girl uh, doing something, maybe that you've like practiced. If you somehow naturally fall into doing a hobby together or something like that, it's it's always a little fun to have a little like banter. It's like, oh, I thought I thought you were good at this. So, you know, something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like uh, oh man, like you're really uh, you're really out of practice. Like, oh. <laughs> Neg. Who doesn't know their stuff? Yeah, like a little bit, like the teasing sort of like the fun, like, playful, where they can get you. Yeah, back. it's not like oh, you piece of shit, you fucking suck at this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like why don't you fucking banter. get a life, loser? This is what I mean, maybe mean when they say banter, maybe you can do that too. I mean, that works. Like, it depends on her style. Maybe she's like, shut the fuck up, and you're like, fucking make me. And then that's a rom com scene right there. You Hot know, damn. so. Find, find it. There are multiple ways. Like, don't never think about it necessarily as teasing. Just think about it as, uh, I don't know, just, uh, just having a nice, a nice interaction with somebody. We'll do one more real quick. We'll do one more. Uh, 
Why do women seem more interested in horoscopes and astrology than men? What is the appeal? With the further details, horoscopes are just birthday racism. Ooh, diminutive. And I I take issue with this. Uh, as a man who's somewhat into horoscopes, um, I uh, they're fascinating. They're a great way to like start conversation. Um, they do like there are yes there are it's, many of them that are general you would tough. be surprised because they, they, depending on how purposeful people are being with their horoscope interest and astrology interest and where they're going for their information a lot of people are just doing barnum statements which are statements named after barnum of barnum and bailey circus where you say all the generalities that apply to anybody but you take those same generalities and reword it for the next person. So you don't actually say anything differently, but it sounds different. But then you get into it, yeah. like the hardcore people. And it's more of like, Oh, here are distinct personality traits, X, Y, Z that are associated with this horoscope thing. And it's like, okay, I, I'm a man of science and reasoning and logic, but this seems a little too accurate to be completely wrong. It's, I am a you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, RJ? What, what is your sign? Are you really? Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, that's right. That is so funny. Oh my god. That's hilarious. Which, uh, as, if I understand it correctly, as a Capricorn, I find it hard to connect with other people, enjoy a very logical, orderly world, and am not particularly emotional. Yes, I like Capricorns. being in charge, but I don't want a lot of attention. Yes, they're grounded and self-effacing. But also um, have very high standards, and if people don't live up to them, I say, uh, a pity. Yeah, it's interesting. I think they're supposed to be, like, outwardly reserved, but inwardly they have, like, very... very constant turmoil. Strong emotions, for sure. Yeah. That is funny. Um, what are you? I'm Sagittarius. Oh, um, God, that's so fucking gauche. Isn't it? Isn't it the gauchest? <laughs> it's just so... It's so appropriate just by name. <laughs> Isn't it so me? Ugh. I feel seen and heard. No, I I also... I know my... Posh. I know my That's I, the word I, I really wanted. It's posh. Posh. I mean, gauche works better than you think for that one as well. well I know. I know, I, I know all three of my signs. I know my fucking know birth sign. I my birth chart done yes oh and i got like i got really into astrology for a while i still watch like uh occasional like i have a few youtube channels i'll go to for like occasional readings and stuff it's fun i here's the thing really quick i look at it as more of like a it's like a partially like a little uplifting thing and it's also partially like it makes me think a little bit it's like there might be these general statements but i think about these general statements i'm like have i actually done this like recently like have I looked at somebody this way or have I thought about something in this way? And it gets you thinking and it just slightly helps you kind of reframe parts of your life in sort of a retro thought process. I, nice. I like the personality aspect stuff of it. I'm not into the whole, we're going to predict the future. No, no, I like, I think you got to take that stuff with a grain of salt, but at the same time, like obviously there's nothing that people can say that's wrong it's like you're gonna do well with your finances it's like yeah i mean unless you, you don't unless you don't i mean if 
technically if you spend something if you spend money on something you like that's is that not in a way doing well with your well, finances if you end up in massive like, credit card debt in the month when you were supposed to do well with your finances that's not really doing well with your finances yeah so there are inaccuracies impurities but i i don't know i like that stuff i listen to some of those readings sometimes like all you need to think they're again that's like kind of feel good and I don't know. I, I do place a certain stock in it, but I, uh, I, don't, I can't go all in. I put it down a lot to horoscopes slash astrology fall into the same camp as like tarot and Ouija boards and like all those other mystical things where it's like they're fun to mess around with. Sometimes it hits the mark, but if you really dig into it in any measurable scientific manner, it all falls apart. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, I mean, Ouija boards are fake as hell. Uh, no, yeah, dude, maybe. Are. No, I'm, I'm telling are you, they? the science is out there. There are, sub, but, there are subconscious muscle movements, like the twitches, basically, of just, like, the blood vessels flowing through your muscles. Where, like, you can do this just by, like, holding a pencil even and letting it, like, kind of dangle back and forth. And as you focus on the direction it changes which direction it moves. It's best done if you have a string, like a weight with a string, because you can hold it, and holding as still as you can, but holding the string, you can just think forward and backward, and it will begin to swing forward and backward. And then you think left to right, and it slowly changes to start going left to right. And then you can make it go in a circle. And it's just these, like, because of the subconscious, like, muscle movements of preparing to move in those directions it vibrates down through the thing. So you don't notice it if you're just like holding your phone or something because it's too solid. But if it's got that pendulum like room to swing, it does. And those same movements are what happens on the planchette of a Ouija board. And which is why if you've got like five people with their fingers on it, it goes all over the board. And it's got your muscle movements like where you like subconsciously hope it's going to go. What does subconscious mean in this context? Uh, in this context, it's the similar subconscious level as with, like, hypnotism, right? Where you just take in whatever input and your brain, you're, you just absorb it. So it's mm -hmm. that subconscious desire of, like, what does he actually want? So, like, if you're using a Ouija board alone and you ask a question and it begins to move, it's not because it's, it begins to move despite you trying to hold still. It's not because there's actually any ghosts there. It's because you it really just want the answer to be yes. And if you'd flipped a coin in midair, you'd know what you wanted it to land on. Is is subconscious like so like but as the actual definition of subconscious, like is it basically just that place in the brain that just has these like deeper impulses that we don't really know? Yeah, about? and it's not even necessarily that we don't know, but it's that uh it's that id ego super ego thing, right? Where it's like the we're not fully aware but it influences our actions and feelings it's the um and in psychoanalysis unconscious is preferred but it's the it's the impulse control right like our conscious brain controls our impulses and the intrusive thoughts and is like okay yeah i real i i know what the rules of society are how to behave da 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 da, da. subconscious is the like the impulse what's the impulse what do we want uninhibited untrusive thoughts the like the the first reaction kind of shit where hmm. it's the like oh what do i want to do today 
and you want to go like for a run and do the stuff, but really your body just wants to sit down and watch SpongeBob for 12 hours. Or like when you ask a question to the Ouija board of like, Oh, is there a spirit here? You're going to move it to yes, because you want there to be a spirit there. No spirit is going to move it to no. Or who knows? The thing is, to be fair, if the unconscious and the subconscious can be used interchangeably, uh, I mean, Carl, not necessarily interchangeably. Well, like Carl Jung believed that it was impossible to fathom what was actually like what the unconscious actually is. Like the unconscious is debatably not even a region of the brain; it's just a realm of like where our sense perception ends in relation to like who we are and our psyche as like a whole. So, maybe those maybe some of those impulses do come from ghosts. They who don't. Knows? What what even they defines a ghost? You know, I are mean, you one of those people who believes in like the noise machines? Oh, like the things that they wave around in uh, like supernatural shows. No, it's like a there's like a radio yeah, that, machine where you set it up. It and cycles you, through. It, yeah. it cycles through, and you're you're supposed to be able to hear. I listen, dude. Like holistically i will never write anything out of the picture i think i think ironically that is against a scientific impulse potentially to write it like i agree with that counter argument the scientific exploration has been conducted and nothing so far has been found to work (laughs) yeah but that like people the thing is i don't know i mean people try to make trips like to asia for hundreds of years and they fucking uh that's fair they didn't we That's didn't fair. even know there was a whole continent out there. I, but again, for all the things we currently have, such as Ouija boards, the explorations have been done, and none of it has stood up to any form of testing. So cur- currently, the current scientific consensus is that it could not exist. But were Should were there to be like be found? We we need new methodology is really what it is. Like we need new tools. Yeah. Our we actually tools have... are hokum and bullshit. <laughs> we need to invest in ghost in ghost technology, right? Yes. This will be our new company. It, it's like the in the beginning of Ghostbusters with the psychic card reading thing. Like Oh yeah, we're No, we've tried. Doesn't work. That's true. But the in they're also found to be real in that movie. That's because it's a fucking fiction, James. You don't know. Yes, I you do. You don't know that. Bill you Murray's no not idea. real. <laughs> 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 okay, we gotta wrap this up. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> All right. You heard Let's it here first. It. Bill Murray's not real. <laughs> yeah. You hear that, Bill? Bring it, Bill. Just kidding. I love you, Bill. He's great. He's awesome. Apparently not the best person in the world, but you know what? He made enough good movies. We'll uh, we'll even out the scales. To be yeah. just kind of mediocre. Yeah, you're all right, Bill. That's basically what everyone can say. So look at you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining, James. This was enlightening. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you to the band Problem of Interest for letting us use the song Living in the Moment off the album Cross Off Yesterday. You can find them on iTunes and Spotify. You can find our show on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. We're also on social media. Our Facebook is Better Buddies. Our Twitter is at BetterBudCast. Use the hashtag BetterBuddies when you tune up at the show. And our Gmail account is BetterBuddiesCast at gmail.com. You can send us fan art, hate art, fan mail, hate mail, declarations of love and or war, icebreakers you want us to answer, questions you need advice on, or movie pitches you want movie pitch ideas you want us to flesh out. And last but not least, be a better buddy.
I'm getting your volume fixed to set right because yeah. it's different between computer and phone. You're gonna get what? Yeah, what? What's in your chocolate? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm talking dude. about your chocolate. <laughs> can get to one nineteen, one twenty one. Why can't I get to one twenty? Now that I have you right where I want you, I'd like to buy all your chocolate, please. Thank you for your patronage. All right.